0: Right, we're definitely recording this time, <laughs> Phil. Welcome we're on. to podcast two and a half of uh, yeah. the testing dot com podcast because I forgot to press record previously. Yeah, we had a good chat though. We, we did, chat. yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, she had some real nuggets of wisdom for everybody that they won't ever get to hear.
1: Yeah, never mind, never mind. So, Phil, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. On the countdown, two weeks ish to due date. At least determined it's not going to be on the due date. So, yeah. yeah just see how it's all going How about yourself yeah i'm
0: good thank you yeah, very good so it's two weeks since we did the last podcast so i think we're going to try and stick to a two-week or fortnightly cadence uh obviously as you've mentioned you're going to be disappearing for a little while which is yeah. all good and so i'll probably look to get some other seo tested as seo people sorry uh see if i can do some interviews just to keep yeah. the podcast ticking along while you're busy changing nappies and so on yeah. um But yeah, two weeks, I think, gives us enough time to achieve something, to be able to talk about and get stuff done. So,
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Shall I tell you what I've been up to? Well, you know what I've been up to. Yeah, go for it, yeah. Tell everyone else what I've been up to. Um, So one of the things I've been looking at is when tests finish. So just being able to let people know um, via email that your test has completed. Obviously, people um, can choose their durations. And one of the questions we get, actually, it's probably worth mentioning, in the, the Slack channel is you obviously say two, four, or six weeks by default. Um, but on the second screen, you can change your own durations on there. So I thought I might as well add to that because I've seen that come up a few times. Um, mm. But what we've done... you put done... some text on that page? Have you saying that? No, but we should do. We should... I, yeah, know, I was force so thinking that when I was,
0: when I was going yeah. through thinking about what we've we done this week and looking in GitHub. I was like, yeah, we do need to add some text saying those dates are configurable.
1: Yeah, yeah, because people do have... I don't know, different dates than what's put in there. Um, mm-hmm. But when we've been adding in this email notification, um, we, we had the conversation about, okay, can we look at a potential extension point of maybe not just emails? Could people be notified in different ways? Um, I know we're both Slack users, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, could we hook into other ecosystems at some point? Um, so people have feedback and ideas there that might be useful, um, but that's kind of some point in the future um uh, for split tests we've also added a finish now button. So obviously you can put in a, a duration, but you can have a an ongoing split test. So now you have the ability to finish that once you've collected the data that you need. Um, and then back on working with the Chrome extension, so taking the reports from the I can't remember how many are this. Can you remember off the top of your head how many reports you've got, Nick? No, no, there's, can't honestly. There's, there's a lot, uh, but they're now um, within the extension, so easy access to those. So when you're on a particular page, it can take you straight into those reports. Um, also, the the page details report. Um, yes, yeah, so if you're on a current page that's in your account, it'll take you straight into that. So again, just trying to make the kind of stronger link here and make it easier to access this information in context. So it's going mm. yeah, really well on there. Uh, lots of really good feedback that we've had, and also seen some of the great reviews coming in. So anybody that wants to review it, then yeah, we'd love to have one of those on there. Just get the word out about the extension. How about yeah, yourself, Nick?
0: Well, I'll go through some of the stuff that you're talking about there next, and give a bit of history in terms of why things are done certain ways. I guess this is for you as much as for everyone else. I guess so. <laughs> the um, the continuous split tests is interesting. Um, so they're not they're not quite continuous. We Within the database, we need to set an end date for the test. But I think we set it somewhere like three years or five years in advance. So it's, it might as well be continuous. And if someone still wants their test to run, because we now send an alert saying your test is finished, if somebody gets in touch and said, actually, I don't want this to finish, we can always extend it in three years' time. <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting, they came around, these continuous split tests came around uh, as much as a hack to try and achieve something. So before content groups were around, and even group tests in SEO testing. Um, people just wanted to be able to track a bunch of URLs over a long period of time. Yeah. And so this was kind of the hack to do it. I was like, well, you can use a split test, just put all the URLs that you want to track in one group, the test group, for example, and just yeah. put some other random URL, perhaps the home home URL within the opposite group, and then you can track it over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. What would probably be a good idea, actually, Now now we've got content groups, is perhaps to ask people who are using the continuous split tests whether they still want them or not. Um, Yeah, they're still valuable. They do use up up resources and processing time and updating time, obviously, whenever Search Console updates. So it'll be interesting to find out whether people are still using them. Um, But, yeah, obviously, there was a continuous test. In theory, it's a continuous test anyway. And some people wanted – well, even some people who are running a test just for six weeks wanted to stop them prematurely. Yeah. not delete them just stop them from running and so we've now added a stop button in there
1: which yeah. is uh, quite a good thing yeah, so uh, you've just reminded me of something else we added which is the URL validation so when people are yeah. adding, adding in a bunch of URLs just to make sure that um, there's not some characters that are in there that are going to break stuff so there's a, a little message that will just pop up
0: that's not live yet. I checked before, uh, before we did the podcast. I haven't uploaded that yet. So I'm going away for a couple of days as well. So I'm not going to make it live while, uh, while I'm away. Um, That's the top rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did a deploy on Friday, didn't we? And uh, yeah. you're never supposed to deploy on Friday. And uh, But that seemed to go generally okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you found it? Because um, obviously going through the, the split tests and adding alerts into, say, when tests are finished and so on, how did you find working through through the code? The spaghetti
1: code that some of it's four years old, so <laughs> it's interesting. You can see how some of it has yeah organically grown um, over time. So kind of the, the single tests from the switch tests, you are you can see kind of how this has developed within the code itself. Um, but it's yeah, it's complex in there. You can see, but I think the general flow of everything is fine. So I kind of go right. This is a new bit of code or functionality. Where can we hook it in? Um, and I know we've talked about it a lot don't change too much else in there just go in and get the job done um and kind of what's interesting about the the product and you you mentioned before that kind of the product management side of it because again okay just do the bit that benefits the users here don't worry mm. about that because that's not going to impact anybody that's just going to do something under the hood that's not going to help improve um so uh but yeah it's fine it's what i really like is the where we can go with it and the extension points, and um, we've obviously worked together before. We, we, we can talk about the code. We're not precious about what we write. I uh, think the worry is when people have ego attached to the code, and I know you've not. Mm. You just want it to work for your customers, which is which is what it should be happening. I know I have the ability to go complex and perfect, and actually just get it done. Is is where we're at. So we bounce off each other well for that.
0: It's interesting you say that but I'm I am, I, or I have found it hard like handing it over to someone else. Yeah. In terms of not writing the code. Um, from a couple of points of view because the code is something like I've always enjoyed writing code myself. Um so I kind of still want to write code. A nervous point of view cuz having just been writing a, building a product and um, no one else looking over it for the past four years or and, like, suggesting maybe you should do it this way or that way. It's just, like, my point of view of doing stuff. So yeah. nervous in terms of, like, someone else looking over and saying, why on earth has he done it that way or this way? Um, and then also, it's kind of like, at the moment, I kind of... <laughs> I don't want to claim it's any kind of product management because it's just sometimes, like, one line of text in, hey, do this, hey, do that, add this validation or do that. There's no, yeah. like product management document or spec or anything like that is there but um from a from a product management point of view or a, and a coding involved at the moment all i'm doing is the tech well not all i'm doing but i'm doing a lot of testing i guess yeah um and whereas previously i would write the code and then test it right now all i'm doing is a test inside of things which isn't quite so much fun um so we kind of I'm hoping as you kind of get to learn the product more, and perhaps even have more unit testing and stuff like that, that will reduce the need of me spending my time doing that. But um, yeah, there's
1: there's still parts of the system that I don't quite know how they're linked together, which is yeah, where well, you all mm. eyes across it going. I oh, actually have you checked this bit as well because it's connected. Um, but I suppose that's the power of what uh, SEO testing does. It's all this information doing smart stuff with this data, so it needs to be connected cleverly. Yeah. It's just doing that in the
0: smartest yeah. way we can and kind of like like you said I've, I've said to you a couple of times and I know as you're looking through code you're, you're looking at it and going this can be refactored to be you know better or whatever <laughs> yeah. um, but as I've said to you you know let's just focus on let's just fix the bit or touch the bit of code that we need to touch to get something done yeah Definitely, there's there's things that can be refactored later, but they're kind of they're separate tasks within themselves, yeah. um, and so let's save the refactoring. Sometimes you're going to have to look at code and just say that's terrible and just just move past it.
1: Yeah, it's terrible, <laughs> but it works. It the yeah. yeah.
0: Um, all right, don't be asked. You don't have to agree with me. <laughs> no <laughs> um, but Yes. <laughs> so yeah, <there's laughs> that's separate there's separate there's separate tasks that we've got within to do of like re- refactor the the keyword tracking, for example, because that just takes too long to check each yeah. keyword. And yeah. so we'll have chances to refactor code um coming down on specific tasks.
1: So, yeah. Um but it's one of those things where we, we don't have people knocking at the door going, It's taking too long to process my updates. It's, it it does it very well for the amount that it's crunching. And yeah, we don't necessarily have to go in and start changing everything. If you if we save 500 milliseconds here and there, people <laughs> really care about that now. Well, it's
0: interesting you say that. So we don't directly have people saying it's not processing data quick enough, but people are saying, can I bulk upload keywords to track? And okay. my answer to them right now is "It's you can't, but that's kind of by design because it's taken so long to process each keyword. Uh, I don't okay. when you to bulk uploading 10,000 keywords to track. <laughs> and so until we get that code refactored and running a lot quicker then we can add bulk uploading of, of keywords um, yeah. to track. So not directly, we're not getting that feedback, but I guess indirectly. Um, and, and from our own point of view as well, I guess this is a, a similar kind of thing from a scalability point of view. If we know that a process is taking too long to run, we're going to come across scalability issues at some kind of point when we've got uh, you know so so many customers. If it's taking longer than twenty a 24-hour period to run to update all the sites that we're... Got, i've got as customers um we kind of hit a, a doorstop then that we need to fix and there's been a few cases where like split tests have been refactored um to run a lot quicker but even they could be improved but there, that was a case there where um split tests were taking like hours and hours to run um okay. so yeah it's all good fun though all uh yeah you are on a prematurely scale do you so we've got but no. we want going to do it at the right time i guess
1: no, I suppose it's a bit like SEO test. You want to kind of measure stuff. I suppose now's the point we could possibly be measuring stuff and going. Actually, once some numbers start changing, we go maybe we need to look at refactoring that.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool.
1: Um, so yeah,
0: it's been, but it's still an interesting ongoing process for me, kind of moving on from doing everything to try and separate the role. Um, so. My, I kind of scribbled down what I'm up to at the moment. So I've got three things going on really, which is support. So answering all the email questions that come in around, not just product support, but subscriptions and sales and that kind of stuff. So it's a good mixture of everything. Uh, Marketing. So trying to get some, I'm trying to figure out what marketing is going to be going <laughs> forward. Talking going talk about, about that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the product management side of things are kind of really, again, this is from a historical point of view. Like I know what customers have been asking for over the last 12 months. Um, and whilst a lot of it is in Todoist, I kind of try and take the base camp uh, approach where if one person asks for anything, something we'll say yes and just bear it in the back of our mind. And it's when three or four people have asked for something, that's when it kind of makes it onto To Doist. Um, yeah. And that's when we kind of try and schedule something in. So, um, so yeah, it's all good. January has been really good, actually, in terms of sales. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, has it picked up again? Yeah, massively. So, November was quiet. December was quiet. In December, on the twelfth of December, I think it was, we changed the trial. So, by default, the trial is just fourteen days, and it means anything from the tenth, say, for example, tenth of December, the trial would have expired on Christmas Eve. And then following on was people's trials would have expired between Christmas and New Year. So I didn't particularly want to be dealing with subscription questions and all that kind of stuff in between Christmas and New Year. And people yeah. would have been off uh, in the majority anyway um, and not seen their trial subscribe, uh, expiring and so on. So from the 10th of December to 12th, we just automatically extended everyone's trial to the 12th of January. So we knew from the 10th of December or 12th, whichever it was, that it was just gonna, we weren't going to get any sales generally across that period because nobody's trials were going to be expiring and so on. Um, but then as soon as we got into January, even from like the first working day back, you know, subscriptions started to flow back in again, which was really good, new subscriptions. And then once we hit the 12th, yeah, we started to see, I wouldn't say a landslide, but... Uh, it's picking back up again. It's picked up massively. It's probably gearing up to be the second best month that we've had for seo wow. testing that's the, thir- the number one best month is august at the moment and that's because we said we were going to increase our prices at the end of august so and people of everybody panic. everybody rushed to lock in their, their cheaper pricing which is good so fair enough yeah fair enough. so it's been good to see new customers
1: coming in and so on so, that's cool. i've got a trial question i just thought of when, when yeah, people sign up for the trial what's the first thing that they tend to do does it vary or do they straight into split tests reports or Oh Phil! now you've got me so <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, like probably the last within the last couple of months of last year i uh, there is some app logging in there now, so we do log what people do within the application, so we yeah. not do I wasn't doing anything previously to to that um, and so the data's there now as to what people yeah. are doing and how they're using the application, and so we can do some analysis on it. But in terms of giving you uh, a hard answer right now, I wouldn't be able to say. Well, I suspect people are the quickest route to see in value. There's two ways within the tool. One is to go in and look at the reports and run some of the reports. So we have the content quality report, the missing queries and the title and meta description and top queries and so on. Um, But those need to be requested at the moment as well. So one of the ideas is to, first of all, automatically request those reports on behalf of people when they add a new site in that's a nice idea yeah and the second thing is to build a scheduler type thing so that we run those reports automatically for people perhaps once every month or once a quarter um so they continue to come back in and check them um so one thing is uh, one th- kind of route to success or route to a yay moment is running those reports um and then the second one is uh, is back running a, a, a test but obviously if you're doing a test that you've started today, it's going to take two weeks for a result or data to completely yep. flow in from a, a test period. So the best way for, and again, for people to see a yay moment is to run a back test. So to run a test on something they changed three months ago, so that you've already got the two weeks controlled period on the two weeks test period and they can see the results straight away or within a yeah. couple of minutes, 10 minutes, maybe a bit processing. Yeah. So
1: I suppose Those that, are my, they help them plan forwards then, wasn't it? If they know what it can do looking from a historical one, then they go, oh, actually, now I know how to think going forwards.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we need to do some work onboarding-wise. So in a number of places within the application, when you sign in or when you register, sorry, and perhaps you go to the SEO testing section, it's a bit of a blank screen because mm-hmm. there's no tests listed. You haven't created any yet. There's just a create test button and the, and so we need to do something from an onboarding point of view of, of how state. to encourage people. see, either like a video or an empty state with, you know, some not dummy data, but a screenshot of what it would look like and things like that. Yeah. Almost every screen within the application we need to go through and, and work on of And that's part of the marketing thing that I'm going to be focusing on. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That answer your question, it was like, What,
1: yeah, no, I was just, yeah, interested to see because people come in and go, Cool, now it's the now one. And obviously, most people, when by the time they've come to SEO testing, they already have an idea, they're doing SEO testing, they know why they need it. So, it, it's mm. not like they just decided they'll try this tool out, there's a, there's a need. Um, but I was just wondering where people head first of all.
0: Yeah, well, we made a uh, funnily enough a really small improvement uh, on the launchpad where we've added view dashboard that button. Yeah. yeah. And so on um, on people's launchpads, you can have multiple sites added from Search Console, and it has the sites listed, a graph of clicks per day, and then the URL at the top of each one. And you need to click on that URL to go into the site's dashboard to then be able to view all the reports, do tests, all that kind of stuff. But if you, as soon as you register you only had what your first site, you've only got one site on that launch pad mm-hmm. and so it's just got a URL. And I've kind of known this in the back of my mind because I tried to solve it. So people weren't figuring People weren't realizing that they need to click on the URL to go into that individual site's dashboard and then be able to do more with their site. Yeah. And so when people first register, um, by working out with a query string that says new customer or something like that, there is a little pop-up video, which you probably haven't seen if you haven't tried the tool, from a registration point of view for a while which is me talking like this, are saying hey thanks for trying out seo testing you need to click on this url to uh, to go into your your site's dashboard and so on and so i've kind of known it's been a problem but i just left it as that video hoping it would solve solve people's uh, solve that problem and let people know what they got to do yeah until we had an email come through saying oh where are all my reports i can just see this one graph with clicks per day and I'm like well someone else suggested it, i think in an email just Let's add just, just a button saying "View Site" or I think we've gone with "View Dashboard" in the end. Yeah, and so people now now specifically know they click on this this button as well as the URL link to view the dashboard. And the funny thing is, which I find really funny, is I always click on the button now instead of the URL. I do, yeah, I do as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of where your eyes naturally go, don't they?
0: Really, I know. And it's something. So it's something so simple that, from a usability point of view, if we'd have added it twelve months ago could have had a yeah. lot more people successfully going in. Because I, I don't know how many people registered, added a site, looked at it and gone, oh, it's just one graph of clicks per day. That's no good to me. And they've never yeah. come back. So that's sad thinking that that might have happened. But hey-ho. It's in there are,
1: now. It is, yeah. yeah. It's one cool. of those things where when you're working on it so much, you you kind of get used to the, the quirks in it and you kind of know you work around it. And then sometimes when somebody comes from fresh and you go, oh, I'm, I'm stuck here, what do I do? Oh, maybe we need to make that clearer.
0: Yes, yeah, that's where kind of the user testing and the videos of people trying to use your app is useful, isn't it? Yeah. Which again, we've never done, maybe we should consider, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so uh, so what we've done marketing-wise, um, I've been working on my SEO experiments article, so I've done a first draft of that, um, started working through it and editing it yesterday, so hopefully you'll get that published soon, hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, we sent out an email newsletter about the Chrome extension. So we released, I think, the heading stuff over Christmas. I but then yeah. we obviously wanted to wait until people were back into work before letting people know about it. So I think that that, well, that was the first kind of big promotion we've done about the Chrome extension, isn't it? Outside of yeah. Slack, panel. maybe on Twitter as well. But yeah, so everyone in our the newsletter database got a uh, an email newsletter about the Chrome extension, so that's good. Um and going forward, I just need to kind of come up with a content plan to to work to. So that's what my big challenge is for the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's <laughs> finding out where to talk and what to talk about and stuff like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think um I've kind of got the objective, which is to hit a certain monthly recurring revenue goal. Yeah. Um, I might as well say it on here. So, uh, what well, we worked out, I worked out from where we are right now. If we do ten percent growth per month, we'll get to thirty thousand US dollars monthly recurring revenue by the end of the year. So, we haven't hit ten percent previously over the last twelve months, every month. And so, I've gone with that as being our stretch goal. So, thirty thousand is our stretch goal for this year. If we do five percent a month, which is achievable what we've kind of achieved, I think six percent was our lowest. Last month, last year, sorry, which was December, so five percent should be achievable. I think um, that would put us at eighteen thousand US dollars monthly recurring revenue. So our lower goal is eighteen. Our stretch goal is thirty. Um, so that's the objective, a strategy of how we're going to kind of achieve this or go for this is with product-led growth. So that then leads us to look at the various channels that that would include, um, and so SEO is kind of top of that. Uh, making use of social partner marketing um i've got more written down on here so yeah newsletters sponsoring communities so i kind of know what the tactics are we're going to use i just need to kind of work out how we're going to execute on each of those those tactics and channels now put together a plan for each one and then
1: get on with it Do you have any information about where most people come from who end up purchasing Yes. So, uh, Google
0: is number one right now. Kind of makes sense. Yep. Yep. Word of mouth, which isn't a particularly useful, uh, channel (laughs) in terms of working it out because that can go across socials as well as, you know, personal recommendations on a video call or something like that. Um, word of mouth was number two and then it was broken down into Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook groups, things like that. How
1: about things like YouTube when people do a, a drop in mention or something like that? Do you see a spike when something like that goes out?
0: Do. And things like YouTube, um, they pay, pay back over a long period of time as well. So mm-hmm. I've done, like, uh, I did a chat with Justin Jackson a, little, a long time ago, probably maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, he just had some SEO questions, funnily enough. And he said, oh, Do you mind if I record it? And I was like, No, go for it. Um, so it went up on YouTube and still, even now people find it every now and again, and will come through and try the product from that. So putting stuff out there like this and interviews and podcasts with other people, um, they do keep paying back over a period of time, which is really, really useful.
1: Yeah. Cause I think my behavior has changed when I'm looking for a product. I tend to go to YouTube now and just see what it's like to see people talking about it mm. rather than just yeah, a wall of text.
0: <laughs> well, it's about reusing content as well so as part of our content strategy obviously we're doing this as a podcast but we're going to put it on youtube eventually over the next week or so once, <laughs> once i've got my plan in place we'll get it transcribed and we'll get the transcription put on our blog and where we mention a particular thing like the chrome extension we'll link off to the chrome extension and so on so yeah. it's about us re uh creating content creating useful things and reusing those over as many different channels as we can. So yeah. again, one thing I wanna do is be able to hopefully, if we say something decent <laughs> that we can that we can cut down to a thirty second clip or a one minute clip, you know, we yeah. can then take segments of these chats and put them on Twitter as little mini segments that will hopefully be usable and useful as well. So, yeah.
1: Um, so it's always the, the challenge, isn't it? With time stuff like this, we kind of go, that'd be great. But if it takes you I know, two hours to get 30 seconds or, and this is where some of the, the tools help with going right. Automatically splice your video up or something. It's yeah. As long as you get in return, you do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so last thing for me to mention really is I did a, a crawling Mondays interview yesterday with a Solis solace and, emily blunt from search pilot so we did a, a episode on seo testing which is really good i was really nervous about it actually because i don't know why but yeah why well, i've not spoken to a leader before so i've exchanged lots of emails with her back and forth because we have sponsored the newsletter before um seo f o m o which you should definitely subscribe to and it was on a topic seo testing that i should know really really well um but Emily was also on the call, who's a real expert at SEO testing. So I went to really, I really prepared for it and had this big sheet of notes that I stuck under my monitor with some blue tack and so on. So um, I think it went all right. I Hopefully, it went well, and uh, that should be out within the next week or so. So that'll be another that's artifact that's up on YouTube about SEO testing that we appear on. So um, yeah, that'll be useful again over a long period of time and hopefully useful for everyone.
1: Yeah, that's no, good. I think I saw your picture of your notes that you put up on your Twitter feed yeah nice for that
0: one. they're quite useful just by themselves the notes aren't they so well, i thought they were anyway but yeah i like anything that like this it's just nice to have the memories of the things that we've done as well <laughs> like yeah look back on time look through your own twitter feed and uh we did that interview with later and and emily oh it's emily porter po- Potter. sorry porter do emily blunt um uh emily potter from uh search pilot so yeah. Anyway, going back, it's just nice to have these these feeds and be able to look at part, look back at the things you've done and, and stuff like that. same so. yeah,
1: that's yeah. good. Sounds good. I'm um, very good. Anything else? I think that's it for me. I think that's for me. Just I'm carrying on with the extension, looking forward to get another release out fairly soon. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then just doing the the small bits and pieces to make it look good until I'm out for a little while fantastic get some sleep in now while you can as well that's my suggestion yeah um, yeah <laughs> i think i'm enjoying not going to bed too early yet but we shall see we shall see good good all right uh speak to you soon again then, phil take care cool thanks nick thanks everyone Bye.